there! Welcome back to another exciting episode of NP Cree, a pretty okay gaming podcast hosted by me, Kristen, or Kristen, however you might know me. Uh, but you know, if you call me Kristen, then the pun in the in the episode name or the show name, you know, it makes more sense. So let's go with that. I guess it's me, Kristen. Uh, but thanks for coming back to check this out. I really appreciate it. As always, I appreciate anybody taking the time to check this out and listen. It means a whole lot to me. Uh, that's, you know, I, I, I'm surprised that anybody listened at all. So, I, I, like, I genuinely, I really appreciate it. That's not to be self-deprecating or drive you away. I just, you know, went in with what I thought were, you know, realistic expectations. <laughs> uh, so this is my podcast where it's just me and I'm going to talk about video games and maybe other things sometimes. But for now... I'm in the mood, I'm still in the mood to just talk about video games and to just jump right into things. I'm in the mood to talk about one particular video game because it's what I've been doing nonstop since Saturday. I'm recording this on a Monday night uh, and I bought this game on a Saturday afternoon. It's Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> so I, we need to talk about Disney Dreamlight Valley. And before you go, oh my god, why did you even get that game? Just just hear me out. It's better than you would think it is. And it's and it's not like how it looks doesn't do it justice. And we'll dive into it deeper, but I just had to put that out front because I know immediately people are gonna be like, ugh. <laughs> so if you don't know what Disney Dreamlight Valley is, it is it's this game. It's a Disney game obviously and it's basically like people keep comparing it to animal crossing which is fair it is similar it's in that same you know life farming sim type game but i honestly feel like it's more close to it's closer to my time at porsche if you've ever played that uh it's but it is it's, it's that same style of game where like you're in a village and here's these villagers they need your help you can collect flowers farm craft things, cook meals, make friends with the villagers. Except the villagers are all Disney characters. <laughs> Every single one of them is a Disney character except for you. This game is in early access, which we'll circle back to. And just so you know, uh, because I didn't when I bought it, but I'm not upset that I bought it either way. But eventually this game is going to come out and it's going to be a free-to-play game. But for some reason, they are doing a paid early access. And by doing that paid early access, you get a founder's pack of cosmetic items and in-game currency. And then there's like a deluxe and an ultimate edition on top of that, uh, which are uh, absurdly expensive. I just bought the base game and got the regular founder's pack and I'm, I'm good with what I got. So it does have, it has like a loose storyline. Story the intro is like, it's similar to Stardew Valley, where it's like, you're an adult, and you have a job, and you're tired, and you are you just want to kick back and relax, and remember what it was like when you kicked back and relaxed when pre previously in your life. So you go to this park that you used to spend time at, and you fall asleep, and then suddenly you're in Dreamlight Valley. And the gist is, I mean, it, it, this is a game for kids, so I don't expect it to be too deep, but I assume, you know, like, you... At this point, the the ruler of the valley went missing, and everybody is cursed 
with a thing called the forgetting. So villagers have disappeared and that's why the village is in like disarray. It's covered in these night thorn things that you have to clean up. And you know, the gist is that the ruler was you. <laughs> and I assume the moral will be like, don't forget what it's like to use your imagination and have fun and relax, you know, but I'm not there yet, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that will be what it ends up being. Um, <laughs> but the gameplay in this, is just weirdly addicting. Like I said, I I bought it and when I played it for the first time, I played it for like eight hours straight. I stopped to eat dinner and to talk to my partner real quick, who then told me, it's okay if you wanna just keep playing this game while we talk. And I was like, I do. And so then I just played the game some more. Uh, and then I played it the next day and I've played it on my Steam Deck. I took a midday break at work to play some more. It's just, I'm addicted to it. I can't, I cannot tell a lie. I'm super addicted. The gameplay is super simple. It's like, it's, it's really, if you've played any other game like Animal Crossing, My Time at Porsche, Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, Stardew Valley, like anything like that, you're gonna know what the gameplay entails. It's it's basically like any of those games. Uh, I guess the one thing that's different would be you have to go and rescue like vi villagers for them to get to your village. Some of them you can unlock through quests. Some of them you have to unlock using this in-game current. So there's like two in-game currencies. There's one that you can generate that sort of works like Nook Miles from Animal Crossing. And then there's one that's called Moonstones. And that, I assume, when the game rolls out, is going to be the one that's that you have to pay for. This game is very clearly set up like you are going to have to shell out money to get new stuff. <laughs> like, it, the thing is, is it's, yeah, it's all cosmetics, but the whole game is basically based on cosmetics. So I think it's not really fair to say, oh, well, they're just cosmetics because... That's what the game is. Like, imagine if in Animal Crossing you had to pay to unlock furniture and clothing. You, you, you wouldn't be like, but you could still talk to your villagers for free. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> you take away like half the game by by locking that kind of stuff behind a paywall. But I can't say for sure if that's going to be the case. We'll see. Um, there is a lot of stuff you can buy with the currency that you can generate in game. So like furniture and clothing you can still buy with the stuff you generate by doing chores basically so I, i'm not super worried about it especially because i plan on playing the hell out of it while it's in early access and then i'll probably you know burn myself out and by the time it goes free to play i won't hopefully won't have the urge to pay any extra amount of money <laughs> unless unless i mean if they put out like if i suddenly i can recruit the fox and the hound into my game, I might be dropping 20 bucks. If you're gonna tell me I can I can get Basil from Great Mouse Detective to come move in, I'm dropping 20 bucks. So I might be a sucker, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but it's it's really fun. One, it's, it's easy to grind. Uh, one thing that is a core mechanic in this game is, everything is kind of like a fetch quest. Everything that you do for people quest-wise is you know, go gather these materials, but that's pretty par for the course for these types of games. Uh, but one thing that's interesting is you to level up your friendship with characters, you can tell them you want to hang out and then they go with you to 
do everything. Like they just follow you around until you tell them you don't want to hang out anymore and there's no limit on it. Um, and once you level up your friendship with them for the first time, you assign them a task. So your task can be any of the stuff you do, like foraging, fishing, mining, uh, and I forget what the other ones are, uh, cooking maybe. Uh, but anyway, then when you're hanging out with them, if you like, let's say I, like for me, I gave, uh, Donald fishing. And so when I go fishing with Donald, sometimes he'll give me extra materials from fishing but then he still, my friendship with him levels up anytime I do any task. So if I'm picking berries, he still is like leveling up friendship. So since you're constantly having to do stuff, you should just always be hanging out with a character and you're just leveling the hell out of your friendship with them. And as you level up your friendship with them, you get more quests and you can, you get like little reward items and uh it's tasks like your 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 whatever it's called that's not nook miles but is nook miles you get more of that so it's a it's a pretty addicting system because you're just constantly leveling something up or redeeming some sort of reward and it's honestly really cute too like one of the characters i i got i went to go rescue was wally and he had such a cute little quest to <laughs> To, like convince him to come back to the village um so if you like disney characters and you like this style of game you'll probably enjoy this but it's not all sunshine and roses this game is glitchy as hell like so glitchy i currently have a quest for Donald duck stuck that i just simply can't get past it's completely broken um there's tons of reports of it it's straight out broken uh, and I've heard that some people have other quests stuck for them in a similar way, which is basically that, like, furniture placement in this game is really messed up. Um, you can place furniture inside your house or outside, uh, but it doesn't stop things from, like... <laughs> like, for example, I have a building that is in the position that the game put it in, by the way. I didn't put it there. And there's, like, a dig spot spawned under it in a plate in a way that I can't dig it unless I move the building, which I don't feel like doing. And then, like, one of my crafting tables has a flower that grew underneath it. Like, it doesn't register all the time that a piece of furniture is there and another item shouldn't go there. So I so I have a, an item that I can't get to that's mandatory for a quest, and it's a special item that's, like, specific to the quest. So I'm just stuck there. As of the time of recording this episode, uh, they're supposed to put out a patch tonight or tomorrow sometime. Like, they just said Tuesday, so I don't know if that means the middle of the night or, you know, the middle of the day or whatever. But hopefully tomorrow that'll be fixed and I can, uh, you know, Donald Duck and I can continue our blossoming friendship. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, and then it's just also buggy in other ways. Like, there's certain pieces of furniture. Like, I have an oven that doesn't work. Like, it just zooms in and then zooms out when I try to use it. Sometimes when you're ending a quest, the camera just completely freaks out and zooms you somewhere halfway across the world um, and then back to you. Uh, I get stuck frequently uh, coming in and out of certain characters' homes. Characters can trap you in places, by the way, especially when you're in someone's home. Specifically, uh, I was in Ursula's lair. <laughs> Not to call it a home, her lair. Uh, and I had Merlin with me as part of a quest. And he just stood in a spot where I had I was in a dead end and I just couldn't get past him. I had to reload the game because he wouldn't move. Nothing. And then on the on the other hand on the other side of the coin, 
you have characters who live in the water, like Ursula, and then sometimes you need to talk to them, but they're out in the middle of the ocean and you can't get to them. And you're like, get over here, get over here, get over here. <laughs> you're just going to have to wait forever. I did, though, pro tip, I think I might have found a way around that. Um, I, I was trying it with another character and I, you get a camera to take like selfies and stuff and they were in the background. And so I pulled out my camera and acted like I was going to take a selfie. She swam right up the little camera whore. She was ready for her picture. And then I said, nope, I'm talking to you for this quest. And then that was that. So there seems to be some workarounds for the things that people run into, except for the, the big one. And this is one they acknowledged is it's currently possible to kind of soft lock yourself. So that currency that you earn in game, I think there might be, and I don't fully understand exactly how people are running into this, but from my understanding, there's a way that you can like kind of cap out with what's available currently and how much you can earn. And it doesn't match up with uh, like spending it to unlock new areas. So basically people are running out of that currency with no other way to generate it, but not enough to unlock the next area, which is unintended. They said they have balancing problems. I guess it's supposed to show up randomly, uh, like be discoverable and people aren't finding it as much as they intended. So that's supposed to also be patched. So, um, I mean, the good news is the devs for this game are responding to these things. I mean, it's an early access, so they better be. Um, and I'm sure also Disney's probably not like the most gracious of like, you know, the Disney's very protective of their brand. So I'm sure they would not be very happy with a complete dumpster fire of an early access launch, but who knows? Also, the dev for this game, I was looking on Steam and it's a this company called Gameloft and like their previously published games are all like really generic shooters and racing games. <laughs> like looking at them right now, it's Sniper Fury, March of Empires, War Planet Online, Modern Combat Versus. Like this is like a very, I don't know, it's just a weird pull. I would have expected this to be someone bigger but it's really fun um I, I, like i said if you like disney and you like this style of game i i think you'll enjoy it if you're not completely sold just wait for it to go free to play there you know nothing to lose i'm I'm really hoping i haven't seen so far any glimpse of aladdin being in this game which uh makes me nervous he'll probably be paid dlc later i really wish he wasn't um but you know you get what you get and you and whatever the rest of that saying is <laughs> but yes so i had to go on a little a little tirade about that game because i really like i stayed up till like two in the morning on a work night <laughs> just playing it i can't stop i can't stop i'm sure eventually i will but right now i've got some new characters to unlock next time i play so i'm ready and then as usual i did want to touch base on some of my backlog since I'm getting caught up on the earlier parts of the year from before I started the podcast. I wanted to talk about some of the games I played in July. That's where we left off July. And honestly, I don't have a whole lot of uh, juicy material for you for July. Uh, in, the first thing I tried was 
that I tried to play was Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. I think that's the proper pronunciation. If you haven't played Kingdom Hearts games or know much about them, you're probably like, what the fuck did she just say? Uh, but it that is the name of the game. <laughs> it is Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. Uh, and that is the game for the DS. And I played this game back when it came out. And... I remember that I didn't really care for it too much, and then eventually I sold it. Uh, <laughs> and But I bought it back again at some point and decided I was going to replay it as part of my big Kingdom Hearts replay that I was working on. And honestly, I got even less far this time. I quit probably after like <laughs> three hours of it. I just, I don't know, it's the way the mission system is so clunky like game like rhythm wise so in this game you go out on missions you don't you just go from world to world you have like a home base and then you go out and do a mission and you come back and you go out and do a mission and you come back and it was just like <laughs> i really want to i really eventually like i need to watch the movie version of it like just the cutscenes because i don't know anything about Xion, which is a character that stems from this and People really lose their mind about Xion and Roxas and Axel, and like I have no, I have no attachment to her whatsoever. Other than I guess it does make me a little sad that like Roxas cares about her so much, but nah, it doesn't really pluck at my heartstrings like it seems to for other people. So I need to learn more about her. But I'm starting to think that maybe I won't replay the Kingdom Hearts games that I didn't enjoy playing that much because. Like, there's some that I, like, just fell off of. Like, I am going to try to replay Birth by Sleep. But so far, I'm, like, two for two on games from the series that I hated when they first came out. And then I tried them again, and I still hate them. So <laughs> I think that I think that I'm, I was on the right track originally. So uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'll be playing Dream Drop Distance is what is the way that I'm going about this is this is what I'm trying to say. I don't know that I'm going to play Dream Drop Distance. <laughs> I, I really didn't like it before. I don't know that I want to try it again. Same goes for... I don't think I'm going to try Recoded. Um, I've never played Recoded, but I, I, I think I'm good. Also in July, I d had the urge to play a visual novel. Uh, like I mentioned when I said that I had started Digimon Survive and then quickly stopped Digimon Survive. But originally, before that, in my quest to find a digital or visual novel that I wanted to play I was like oh let me fire up Danganronpa S I bought the collection for the switch and in case you don't know Danganronpa is a series of visual novels they're really fun I love them a lot I like I, and I think they kind of spoiled me on visual novels if I'm thinking about it because lately whenever I try another visual novel I'm just kind of like eh Nothing really lives up to Danganronpa so far, but I do have some stuff on the list that I want to try. Like, I want to get to Corpse Party. That's a big one. And I want to play AI The Somnium Files. Uh, those are both two... Those, those are both games that I've heard might live up to it, and I, I'll give them a shot. But Danganronpa S, I got like 15 minutes into this, and the dialogue is just like way too long, and then... I got to like the first combat section because it's not exactly a visual novel. It has this combat portion of it and I just didn't enjoy it. It's basically, it's like a weird mixture of combat and then the mini game that was available in Danganronpa 2 as like 
post con post game content. I don't know. I mm, I can't really speak too much about what it was because I was like, uh -uh, not for me. Thank you. And then for get ready, my hot take of the week time. I also in July started Horizon Zero Dawn. And at first I was really loving Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I was having a really good time with it. I thought it was super fun. Like it's fun to play. I was really interested in the storyline, spe but specifically I was interested in the old world stuff that they were talking about. Like, so when you start this game, the introduction is you find this old world and it kind of reminded me of like a, a vault from Fallout, you know, like this abandoned place that had technology and people are like, oh, we don't use that technology anymore. It's, it's forbidden, blah, blah, blah. But then I kept playing the game and I played like the entire first area that you're in. I did every side quest that was available for it. I did like optional stuff as well in that area, like as far as not just side quests, but like collectibles and things like that, that everything that I could. And I didn't find another one of those areas, which it was like, I thought that was the most interesting and intriguing thing in the game so far was all of this mystery about the old world. But then it started getting into like the politics of the current world. And I was just like, oh, I don't really care about that. And then on top of that, combat's really fun. Like I said, I did everything that was available, so I was not underleveled. I reached the second area, and all of a sudden I had to change- I was supposed to be changing how I was playing. Like, stealth is sort of an option, or you can, you know, choose to fight things in this game, at least in the first area. But then I got to the second area, and there were, like, were things that would just- if they spotted you for even a second, they would dive bomb you and charge you and you would die in like two hits. And I don't know, it just wasn't fun to me. I was getting abs, I'm not gonna lie, I was getting wrecked and uh, it just wasn't fun. And I thought about bumping the difficulty down, but then I thought about how the story had kind of lost me as well. And I just, I wanted to get back to it and I just never did. I just gave up. <laughs> you know, when you just kind of don't have the will to play something anymore, that's what happened to me with Horizon. And I might go back to it someday. People really speak highly of it, and I was having fun at first. Like, at first it reminded me, in the Tomb Raider reboots, like the 2013 or whatever year Tomb Raider games, I love the bow and arrow in that game. That's my favorite weapon to use. It's so fun, so satisfying. And Horizon is, like, entirely that. You have a bow, and... I mean, you have other weapons too, but that bow is so fun. Uh, and if I could have, I would have just used that bow the whole game, but I couldn't, um, obviously, which I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, that that's just me being, being uh, spoiled by this wonderful bow that feels great to play. Uh, but then, yeah, it, it felt really fun. Like that's what it was reminding me of at first. But then I just, yeah, I don't know. I just lost interest completely. I don't know. Maybe eventually I'll go back to it. I think if between you and me, listener, I think a big part of why I had played it was to try and justify buying the Lego set that came out for this game because that Lego set is awesome. And if you haven't seen it and you like Horizon Zero Dawn, you should look it up. I don't know what the name of the creature is. It's the really, really tall. Is it called a tall neck, actually? But the really, really tall thing that you can scale, they have the little antennas on top of them. That thing, there's a Lego set for it, and it's really awesome. And I'm, I, I'm, you know, if I win the lottery, maybe I'll still get it. But for now, I will be responsible 
and not buy a Lego set for something that I'm not passionate about for now. New release wise, I played a little bit of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And I got it on PC. One of my friends had a spare key and was nice enough to give it to me. And honestly, I'm I'm awful at beat-em-ups. Like, terrible. I It doesn't matter what console it's on. I'm just bad at beat-em-ups. Uh, but I do think they're fun. So I was playing this on easy mode. And by the way, still not doing great. But I, I was having a lot of fun with it. I liked Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. I wasn't like super duper passionate about it. But like I loved the live action movie. And I watched the cartoons. I have a picture of me meeting them at MGM Studios as a kid. My parents said like to tell this story that... We happened to like walk by, they used to do a show at MGM Studios in Florida and that I like lost my mind and we had to stay and watch it. So I guess when I was a toddler, I was super into it. But as a young child, I remember just kind of liking it a normal amount. Uh, like I, I don't really have a favorite turtle. I, <laughs> and people think that I'm just being like that person when they ask the question of like, who's your favorite turtle? And I'm like, honestly, I like Splinter the most. And that's my honest answer. I really like Splinter. So I'm not being that person. I just like Splinter. He's a he's a really cool rat, okay? I don't know. I had I think also part of that is that I had a he was the only action figure I had of them. I had so many action figures as a kid. I have like tons of gargoyles, Earthworm Jim, Mighty Ducks, and I had Splinter. And I like I didn't have any other Ninja Turtles toys. I just had Splinter. So I think that's part of why I liked him so much. Uh but anyways, this game is fun. The soundtrack is really, really good. Uh, I didn't finish it. I need to go back to it. It is fun, but definitely need a controller for it. I'm, I'm a keyboard and mouse person, but I could not hang with keyboard and mouse for this game. So if you're, if you like the old games, I'm sure this is probably, I, I haven't heard anybody say they were disappointed by this game. Like it was, it's solid. It looks nice. It plays nice. It's got a fun soundtrack. Uh, you, I don't think you could go wrong really. Like, it's it's it seems like it's in the spirit of the original games. Then the other game that I was playing was the Centennial Case, a Shijima story. And in case you don't know what that is, it's an FMV game. And in case you don't know what an FMV game is, those are the games that are like a choose your own adventure game, but they use like real footage, like a movie, not like an animated thing like with human act like actors on screen and everything. Um and this one is about it's it's really weird. It's about a modern day murder like type situation. Like there's a body under a tree and you need to figure out actually maybe the body is old, honestly. The body might be an old body, but either way, it's only it's a recent situation that they've found this body. And in order to try and solve the case of like whose body is that and who killed that person who then put the body there, you go you're going back into like the family's deep deep history like 100 years ago going back and figure maybe hundreds of years ago i don't really remember but you're going back and living out the life of the ancestors and trying to figure out mysteries along the way so it's choose your own adventure in the sense that like you know you get to make decisions as as to your responses and which actions you're going to take but it is some of it is a little locked in place because then you get into once a scene is over and there's a mystery to solve. It honestly kind of reminds me of Danganronpa in this way because you get to this e this end point of the chapter 
where then you have to take all of the, the clues that you've gathered and you need to put them together and then you have this like logic mini game where you have to be like okay this clue leads to this thing like like you it's like i don't know blood stain on ground or you know the clue the thing would say like red stain on ground and then maybe you found two clues like one so and so was stabbed two someone was eating a jelly sandwich and so you put those in place because either one of those things could have caused the red stain on the ground um and then you have to just kind of piece together your case using that logic and it's really fun i if you make a mistake you still get to see that scene play out uh which i did the first time i chose the wrong thing um but i don't know it's fun i like fmvs they are definitely not for everyone and this game is really slow uh but that's why i'm kind of i'm just playing it at a slow pace i actually need to install it on my steam deck because i think it would be fun to play on the couch but uh, I've been too consumed by Disney Dreamlight Valley to play anything else or even think about playing anything else. So that's I haven't really gotten back to it yet, but I plan to. I want to beat it by the end of the year. That's a that's a goal. Maybe we'll hear more soon. But like I said, FMVs aren't really for everybody. If you are, I think it's kind of one of those things where like, if you like FMVs, you're already following new FMV releases. Uh, but if you somehow managed to miss this one, I do recommend it. It's fun. Um, it's got an interesting mechanic to go along with it and I would recommend it so far, but like I said, I'm only like, maybe like a fifth of the way through. So I, who knows, maybe it takes a nosedive. Don't, don't, don't quote me on anything. And that was it for the month of July. Like I said, it was, it was not too exciting of a month. We have August left to go over and then we'll basically be caught up to this month, which is September. Uh, in case you're listening later, that's where we're at. It's September 13th as of me recording this. But uh, once we get caught up on the backlog, I can I can start going into some of these themed topic episodes I want to do and maybe having guests on and things like that. So uh, I hopefully I can have enough content where I keep this going weekly. But if I, if I run out of ideas or maybe have a drought or something, maybe we'll push it back to bi-weekly. But I, I really hope to keep it weekly if that, if that works for you guys. Tell me. <laughs> if you have feedback, like I said, I really appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. It's my first time doing a solo podcast. So, you know, I'm happy to hear your thoughts. But... Yeah, maybe some themed episodes. I do want to talk about my Final Fantasy rankings. I want to talk about Pokemon a whole lot. You know, I want to talk about the worst games I've ever played. Maybe some Sega Genesis talk, stuff like that. So it's all on the horizon. I got uh, big ideas, <laughs> big plans coming up. Not really. I mean, they're, they're moderate plans. Uh, but as always, I appreciate you sticking around to listen. This is a slightly shorter episode than usual because July was so light. Uh, and because I'm on a budget, so I didn't get any cool new gadget this this episode. But tr rest assured, the next time you guys hear that I got a cool gadget, it'll be exciting. Trust me. I don't know what I have planned. Maybe a Dreamcast. I've been thinking about maybe a Dreamcast eventually, but I don't know. We'll see. If you would like to follow the show on Twitter, I am on there at twitter.com slash npcree. Like NPC, but with Cree instead. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow my personal Twitter, that is LOL Kristen. So you can find me there as well. And occasionally I do some Twitch streams, which is twitch.tv slash Kristen. And I'm sorry that all of my names are different on everything, but 
yeah, people caught on to naming yourself Creaston, and I can't get it everywhere. The Creaston on Twitter has been defunct for years, for absolute years, decades even. And I was so excited when they announced that they were going to release Twitter names. I was going to snatch it up. And then people were like, but what about dead people? And I was like, God damn it, because then Twitter rolled it back. And I was like, they're never going to revisit this. All this did was show them that people will be mad no matter what they do, which I get the point of people saying, but what about dead people? But still, I want my Twitter name and I don't want to incorporate myself or whatever garbage I have to go through to get it. Anyways, thanks for staying for this late show rant. Uh, that's going to be it for me. Hope to catch you next week as well. Good luck. Have fun. Bye.